When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Maybe on today's show, I'll say Patrick Mahomes is overrated. I mean, no one's carved themselves that path here at ESPN, Joe. Maybe I'll be the person. Amber Wilson, Joe Fortenbaugh with you. You can tweet to him at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can tweet to me. I'm scared to give this out right now. At Amber W Sports. Be a part of Joe and Amber Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Call us. Triple eight. Say ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper. The one that fans deserve. Joe and Amber with you. Every single weeknight, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, we appreciate you spending some time with us. We got some good news, Joe, the kind of news that we have been waiting for as it regards DeMar Hamlin. The Buffalo Bills released a statement earlier today letting us know that while Hamlin is still critically ill, he's demonstrated what appears to be a neurological improvement and that neurologically he is intact. His lungs continue to heal. He is making steady progress. So that was the word that we got earlier from the the Buffalo Bills. Then reports started coming out that he's able to move his hands and his feet, that he was squeezing the hands of his loved ones, that he was responding physically to commands. And we even heard that he used a pen and that he was able to write. Here is Timothy Pritz, one of the doctors overseeing Hamlin on SportsCenter earlier. To paraphrase uh, one of our partners, you know, when, when he asked, did we win? The answer is yes. You know, Damar, you won. You've won the game of life. Uh, and that's probably the most important thing out of this. And we really need to keep him at the center uh, of everything else that's going on. And we really want to ensure a good outcome for him. These football players are built different. The fact that you wake up, you're in that situation in critical condition in the hospital. And that the first thing you think about is your teammates. Did my team win? Did they get it done? That's where your mind is at. Not on yourself That's what DeMar Hamlin was worried about in that moment. I mean, these guys are certainly built different, and we know the competitiveness. But what kept striking me about that, hearing that from the doctors, is because he is cognizant of that fact, and that's the first thing he wants to know. Can you imagine being Hamlin in that scenario where I think you and I probably, all of us probably think nothing's going to stop this multi-billion dollar football machine. But when somebody actually tells him the entire country stopped, A game in week 17 for the top seed in the AFC stopped. We quite literally all stopped and none of us have resumed because all anybody cared about was you and the thoughts and the praise and the support that have poured in over the last few days since that moment. I would imagine if you're Hamlin, even discovering that would be overwhelming. It's an incredible turn. Imagine as he continues to make progress when someone slides a computer in front of him and is like, hey, so you were aiming for 2500 bucks for your charity. It's now over $7 million. Like $7 million in just a few days his charity has raised since those events. I don't even know where to begin. I think you hit the nail on the head with so many different aspects of how remarkable this recovery is. Stefania Bell from ESPN, if you go to her Twitter feed, She has a breakdown today of 
the individuals who were involved in saving his life and what needed to be done in the amount of time it needed to be done in order to give him the best possible chance for recovery, it is remarkable. I mean, we're, we're, we're focused on Hamlin rightfully so, and we've done an excellent job of putting football in the background. But when you look at the, the medical people from the Buffalo staff, the Cincinnati staff, the EMTs and the paramedics on location, and then everyone at the hospital, what they needed to do in the amount of time they needed to do it to save his life is nothing short of extraordinary. It's nothing but a round of applause for all of those individuals who stepped up at the most... I couldn't even imagine being asked to deliver in that sort of situation. It's literally life or death, and the way everyone pulled together on that to make that work. Bravo to the health and safety protocols that took place on the field that night to save Damar Hamlin's life. When we heard from the doctors in their press conference um, from UC Medical earlier today, they were asked, would minutes have changed things? And they said, yes. I mean, minutes would have dramatically changed things. Right now, there's a lot of positivity. He's still got a long way to go, and he's still in critical condition. But there's a lot of positivity over what it might mean down the road in terms of his recovery. So minutes mattered. And the medical staff, like you said, did an unbelievable job. We often don't hear the names of the athletic trainers that work with these teams. Denny Kellington was the assistant athletical trainer for the Buffalo Bills who actually administered the CPR. Kellington saved the life of DeMar Hamlin, quite literally. Here is head coach Sean McDermott of the Buffalo Bills praising him. For an assistant to find himself at that position and needing to take the action that he did and step up and take charge like he did, and there were others on the field as well, um, um, is nothing short of amazing and the courage that that took that is you talk about a, a real leader a real hero saving DeMar's life and just uh, admire his strength I can't imagine how hard this is obviously to go through in the recovery and 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 I mentioned you know kind of the realization if you are DeMar Hamlin and you're waking up in that situation and hopefully youth at 24 years old hopefully how in shape he's it he is in hopefully all of that will assist him and he will make a full recovery here but I do hope he is comforted by those things a bit that we just talked about Joe by the outpouring of support by the millions of dollars to his charity by the people donating meals to his family and to the first responders and even trying to donate meals to the the media that have been camped outside of UC Medical. There is a vigil outside the hospital as well that has grown over the last few days in size. Hopefully the Hamlin family is seeing all, all of that. Hopefully at some point, Damar Hamlin will be aware of just the unbelievable outpouring of support where quite literally the entire world stopped because all anybody cared about was the health of this young man. And the best part is that it looks like he's going to have the opportunity to hear all about that. He's going to have the opportunity to see exactly what transpired from then until now, the outpouring of love, the support, the help, everything that has taken place since the moment that happened until the moment he fully recovered, the, 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 the sliver of an opportunity for him to be able to come back to see that. That's obviously the most important part of the entire story. And it's the most heartwarming part of the entire story. It's great that every single day we have been on air to talk about this, it has gotten better 
and better in terms of the news. And then hopefully when you and I are on tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern and we start, we have another update with another step forward that DeMar Hamlin has taken. Yeah, we have no idea when these updates are going to come or how often. And maybe at some point here, there will be a lull in updates. We knew at some point, most likely, the doctors treating him would address the media. The fact that we already got that today feels like a very, very good sign. Joe and Amber is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Coming up. Are we getting a preview of the NBA Finals tonight? Let's talk some hoops next. This is Joe and Amber, ESPN Radio, and you can check us out on the ESPN app. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. If you like watching the biggest stars in hoops duke it out on a national stage, then we've got a matchup for you. Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh hanging out with you here on Joe and Amber. First with this matchup. Let's start by earning you a little pizza money. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. This one starts in about 15 or so minutes. It's the big showdown in the association tonight. Boston at Dallas. We're going to play the total here, which means the over under. It's 232 points. Joe and Amber are projecting a shootout tonight. Play the over of 232 points. Don't get caught up in basic statistics like when you look at Dallas and you see that they're fourth in the NBA in points allowed. They're only fourth in points allowed because they play at the slowest pace in the NBA. When you look at efficiency metrics, that's where you see the truth about the Dallas defense, and it isn't pretty. 24th in the NBA in defensive efficiency, and over their last six games against virtually nobody teams, they've given up about 115 points per game. Here comes Boston. They like to play fast. They're sixth in the NBA in pace, and they can score in bunches. I think these two are in for a big-time shootout tonight. Official projection, official pizza money wager, over 232 points between the Mavericks and the Celtics. This is the battle between two MVP candidates here in Luka and Jason Tatum. It'll tip off at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, just about 15 minutes from now, as Joe mentioned. And 
two teams that operate very differently defensively, maybe more similarly offensively, just in terms of their superstars absolutely balling out this season. Now, right now, you mentioned there the defensive deficiencies for Dallas. They've been able to overcome them because of Luka's greatness. I mean, they are on a seven-game winning streak. Luka has been on a historic tear, quite literally, setting records in NBA all time, you know, each and every night that he's been out there. But defensively, they've got some problems. So it'll be interesting to see how they're able to go against Jason Tatum and his very helpful crew. On the other side of things, though, that Boston Celtics defense, which is superior, I would say, to that Dallas Mavericks defense, is going to have their hands full because the truth is here, Joe, that you can't shut down Luka Doncic. Like, you just can't, right? It's going to take several of those elite defenders there and Marcus Smart and, and Jason Tatum and Derek White and Jalen Brown. Like, they're all going to need to bring their best game defensively. It's going to take a team effort to try to shut down Luka at all. But I think really when you play the Mavs you focus less on trying to shut down Luka because it's an impossible task and more on trying to shut down everybody else on that team yeah Luka Doncic is the Taylor Swift of the NBA I wish someone could create a <laughs> metric in which you could take Luka's offensive production and compare it to Taylor Swift ticket sales and see who is more effective in their respective region because nobody sells at a venue like Taylor Swift and nobody's playing offense these days like Luka Doncic we're not too far removed from him producing the first ever 60-20-10 NBA game. Like most times when a guy puts up a ridiculous stat line, you hear the stat line and then you hear since Wilt Chamberlain. First time since Wilt Chamberlain. There's always some Jordans and some Kobe's involved. I'm not, I'm not knocking those guys. I'm just saying the most obscure are never able to get past Wilt. This one got past Wilt. Like, it actually had a disclaimer where when they said Luka Doncic, first 60-20-10 game in NBA history, even Wilt Chamberlain didn't do that. That is what's staggering. That, in his offense, has just been on another level this year. So this game tonight is going to be fantastic. I am glad you brought up Jason Tatum. Currently, you've got two guys squaring off tonight that are two of the top three in terms of NBA MVP odds. Luka's plus 260, which means a $100 investment would return 260 in profit. Tatum is Four to one, which is $100 to win 400. The Tatum story is fascinating because this is what all young athletes should watch in terms of resilience and growth. Tatum was having an incredible season last year, went into the NBA Finals, and got worked by the Golden mm -hmm. State Warriors. He didn't just go ice cold in that series. He looked like they snatched his confidence from him. And there's two things you can do in that spot. You can either turtle up, and disappear, or you can come back stronger. And he has come back stronger than ever this season. The lessons he learned in that series against Golden State, it's something every young athlete should be aspiring to and watching right now as it unfolds in front of our very eyes. I am not a fan of the Boston Celtics. It has been frustrating to go. watch them over the past, what, six years that that core three has been there. But what I will say about the Boston Celtics is they are on schedule, and the way they've done it feels organic in terms of building. And Jason Tatum, the front runner of all of that, where there's been development that we've seen before our eyes. Like, that's kind of the according to plan thing that you want for these NBA players. Jason Tatum comes into the league, then, you know, he's good, he's good, and this go this applies to, to Smart and Brown as well with that core three, but, you know, they're good, they gel, they make noise in the East, they make noise in the East, and they finally, they're in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they finally actually win the East, now we're in the NBA Finals, and then, like you said, Tatum disappears in the Finals, but each and every time he does that, he comes back stronger, and they get further. This season, it feels 
feels like he's come back stronger and maybe they are on pace here to go further, which obviously the only thing left to do for that Boston Celtics team is actually win an NBA Finals. It feels like we are going to see that, whether it's this season or very soon here for Jason Tatum. I've been very impressed with him this season. I hate being impressed by Jason Tatum. I've been one who has in the past called Jason Tatum overrated, even though I've always thought he was a very good player. Don't get me wrong, but there was a lot of people willing to make Jason Tatum a top five player in the league before, frankly, he was a top five player in the league. This season, I have a harder time arguing against that. This season, I have less of a problem with Jason Tatum in the conversation for top five player in the league, maybe even top three player in the league, the way that he's playing this season. And certainly he's in the mix there in that MVP conversation. Luka has been historic. Luka is like a force that I've never witnessed because we're comparing it, like you said, to Wilt Chamberlain. Luka has been so phenomenal. I do think Dallas has problems here. You mentioned the problems with Dallas defensively. They also have problems in terms of the injury report. Uh, Finney Smith, uh, Josh Green, Maxi Klebler, they're all still injured tonight. So that means that somebody is going to be tasked with shutting down Tatum or Brown, it'll probably be Reggie Bullock as the lead defender on those guys. That might be advantage Jason Tatum. But again, for the Celtics, they're going to have their hands full defensively as well because you just can't shut down Luka Doncic. All right, question for you. And we can put this out to the text line as well. If anyone wants to get involved, you can hit us up on Twitter. But here's a question. His, when history looks back, what was the bigger mistake on draft night? Option A. The Philadelphia 76ers with the number three overall pick trading up to number one with the Boston Celtics to draft Markel Fultz, Mm -hmm. allowing Tatum to fall to three to Boston. Boston literally had the one pick and was able to go to three and get Tatum. Or the Atlanta Hawks at pick number three drafting Luka Doncic and trading him to the Dallas Mavericks for Trey Young and obviously picks. Right. I mean... I would say, I guess, the Markel Fultz because at least Trey Young in and of himself is a very exciting player. So you did get back. Yes, you had Luka in hand. Like that makes it very painful because you had him in hand. But so you drafted properly. But at least you got back also a dynamic, exciting player that does sell tickets in your arena and picks in addition to Trey Young. So I think the bigger gaffe is the guy that didn't pan out whatsoever and looked like quite literally broken the whole time he was with that 76ers franchise. He had an injury no one could explain that no one's ever heard of. It was something with like his shoulder and an area where there was like discomfort, but they weren't able to like that. That whole Fultz thing was wild. But the fact that Philadelphia gave up assets to move up right. and pass on Tatum to take Fultz. That's incredible. I mean, you can add another layer to this. The Sacramento Kings, who have never figured anything out since the Chris Webber days back when they went up against the Lakers. The, King, the Kings were sitting too. They passed on Luka for Marvin Bagley, who's not even on the team anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, that should be put in there as well as more egregious. Because you're right, at least Atlanta gets back Trey Young and some picks to just outright pass on the guy for Marvin Bagley. And this isn't a bag on Bagley, no pun intended. Actually, the pun was intended. Boom, that's how you do it. But the, the, the fact that you did that and just watched him go to Dallas and do what he's doing, I mean, good grief, Sacramento. There is this idea in the NBA that they're not always the best at evaluating these Eastern European players because given there's entire 
staffs of scouts that are tasked with doing that. But I guess it's maybe a little bit more complicated than somebody coming up through, you know, the system here inside this country. Obviously a huge miss there for multiple teams on not drafting what appears to be a generational player. Like Jason Tatum is phenomenal and having a phenomenal season. I feel like Luca is that guy that could quite literally turn into a generational player. I think he's already there. I think I mean, he's already I, I, there. That's fair. I think it, I, this feels like this season, like we were trending that way last season. The problem with the Mavs is, do they have enough around him, right? Like that's, yeah. that's always the conversation we're going to have. And they're still going to be part of that conversation as we head, you know, through the second half of the season and into a postseason here. Like that's going to be the conversation. Luca's great. Is there enough for him to actually win if we're and really significantly win, win a conference title here, make it to an NBA Finals? If if we're talking about Dallas finding themselves in that situation in the postseason right now, they are sitting at fourth in the West. Again, this game tonight between the Boston Celtics and the Dallas Mavericks tips off at seven thirty p.m. Coming up next, Aaron Rodgers. Rogers, more of it. Let's go. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Here we go again with the future of Aaron Rodgers. You're you're listening. Rewind the tape. (laughs) You're listening to Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Amber Wilson, Joe Fortenbaugh, hanging out with us. You can always hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. So here we go again. Another conversation about Aaron Rodgers' future because they they have a game coming up against the Detroit Lions, and certainly they are still vying for the postseason here, the Green Bay Packers. Whether they get into the playoffs as the seventh seed or not, it could be, theoretically speaking, his final home game at Lambeau Field. So the possibility was floated. Aaron Rodgers was asked about it. Here is the Packers quarterback. I'm going to take some time after the season. Um... You know, I got a lot of uh, great memories here at Lambeau, and hopefully can add another one on Sunday. You don't know what the future holds, but uh, when I think about that, it's nothing but gratitude. Not remorse or sadness, just gratitude for the time that I've been here, the amazing memories that I've had on this field. 
been a lot of great moments. Um, but, you know, I'm still undecided. Uh, we're all undecided about the future. We're just going to enjoy uh, Sunday night and hopefully have some more to play for. I mean, we're not really all undecided about the future. Like, for example, Joe, I have a contract here at ESPN. I kind of know what my future is, at least for the length of my contract. Aaron Rodgers has a contract as well with the Green Bay Packers that he actually recently signed. Shouldn't this conversation go away? Like, shouldn't we at least get a break from it for a season with this guy? Well, the thing is, when we're talking about him possibly playing his last game at Lambeau this Sunday night, are we talking about that in the terms of he's going to play elsewhere or is he alluding to retirement? Because those are two very different things. Either way, he just wants to keep us guessing. Well, I mean, he's obviously headed for reality TV after that. I think we can all agree that Aaron Rodgers, however it's going to be, he, Pat McAfee, A.J. Hawk in a house together. Let's see how that plays out. I think that'd be a really good time. But for the Packers to trade Aaron Rodgers in any capacity, the financial ramifications for that are pretty significant. If it happens before June 1st, that's a $40 million cap charge for the Packers. That means they would be trading Aaron Rodgers and $40 million of their salary cap would be taken up by a guy who is not on their team. That is a significant portion of that pie. Now, if you were to trade them after June 1st, you could split that up between 2023 and 2024. $20 million per year. I don't see why they would be doing that. Jordan Love would still be cheap because he's on his rookie deal. I don't see financially how that makes sense for the Packers. For Rodgers, to retire would cost him a significant amount of money. But again, he's already made so much retirement's retirement. So I don't know if he could possibly be alluding to playing for another team because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for Green Bay to accommodate those wishes for him after making that deal with him last season. That's the key to me, is accommodating his wishes. Green Bay has no motivation to do this at this point. He signed the contract with them. He gets the highest paid per out of any player in the league. He's being paid almost $51 million per, first of all, a very hefty contract. I mean, there's a salary cap in this sport, right? A very hefty contract. Not everybody can take that on, and not everybody wants to take that on. Even as good as Aaron Rodgers still is, he is in his late 30s, and he is making $51 million a year. Not to mention, though, all the financial ramifications to the Green Bay Packers if they decided to move on from Rodgers and why would they like it's not like we've seen enough from Jordan Love to feel confident about moving forward with him and like you said right now they're not in a position where they have to make a decision about Jordan Love anyways Rodgers is not an unrestricted free agent until 2025 he signed that three-year deal worth just over 150 million dollars if he wants to retire then maybe that's a different conversation. But I feel like what Aaron Rodgers wants is our attention. And that's why he does this to us each and every single season. Keyshawn Johnson is on KJM. He was asked about whether Rodgers is serious about leaving the Packers. Every season at the end of the season, I don't want to always hear, I got one foot in, one foot out. I need to take some time to really think about the Either you're playing or you're not playing, man. That's just the... That's the way I approach it. I look at it. You, you know if you're going to play next year. You know. You think he's it's completely an act? I can tell you a player that's not going to play next year by looking at how they played the previous year. Well, but not always. Come on. Barry always. Sanders. Barry Sanders guys, was killing the game, guys, walked away. Guys, but guys have one foot in, one foot out. You could totally tell. It just would be hard for me to see Aaron Rodgers walk away. I'm with Keyshawn, Joe. I just, I, it feels contrived almost like he's just does this 
every single season because he likes the headline. He likes me and you sitting here doing a segment on it. It also seems like he tries to do this to exert some sort of influence over the Packers. Like, hey, you know, I'm, I, might, I might be gone, but I'd be willing to come back if. And the if is always, you know, draft a wide receiver or do this or do that. And the Packers are always like, yeah, you know, we're kind of going to be business as usual. We'll continue to draft guys that don't really help you. Watkins, obviously, or Watson stepped in and has helped in a big way. But over the last few years, it's been interesting to see their approach in terms of who they've been drafting and how they've been building that team, considering what they've needed and what they've passed on. Guys like Jordan Love, which they probably assumed Rodgers still wouldn't be here, but he is. So, I, I you know, again, the guy's destined for reality TV. He does an excellent job of keeping himself in the news. I mean, let's be honest. There was no greater way of flexing then the little report with him and Schefter on draft day two years ago, when it's all about these young kids who are coming out NFL draft the night of their lives. And he's talking about how he wants to be traded. And that story exactly. literally just caught fire and overshadowed the entire draft. Like you literally waited till that day to make sure that got out there. Bravo. He, he knows how to be in the headlines. He's got a great career in media after this. I guess Bravo. I mean, I, <laughs> You're over it. I, I, I'm. I yes. I Aaron Rodgers has gone from extraordinarily likable to me to not so likable to me here over the last couple what of years. Was the and this is point? all part of it. This, what was the this, turning point? This dance that we have to do with him all the time, and then also this man. I mean, he seems like he date like he's just uh, everything's so insightful, and like he takes himself so serious. Everything's so deep, and <laughs> he alludes to everything. And it's like, okay, all right, Aaron, just are you playing or are you not, buddy? Like, are you going to show up next year? Or are you not? Okay, I don't really want to do this. With you so you switched camp months. sometime in the last few years. Sometime in the last few years, you've switched camps. Yes. You like you pro Rogers, now you're anti Rogers. I used to think he was so fascinating. I used to fall for it all. I thought oh, he was, really? I would listen to him in interviews, and I would swoon over the intel, the, the seeming intelligence and intellect. You know, I, I I liked that about Aaron Rodgers, and now I feel like it's all a put on and like all too much. He takes himself too seriously, and and he's doing this to all of us, where it's just him liking the attention and I guess I don't find it as becoming for somebody of his excellence because he'd get the attention anyways because he's one of the best players in his generation at that position the attention comes regardless because you're a back-to-back reigning MVP because you won three of them in your career like you don't need the attention brah we're gonna give it to you anyways so let me run a scenario by you as a Miami Dolphins fan if he's available in a trade and you guys could acquire him to be your starting quarterback next season after you inevitably flame out this year how would you feel about that I mean listen Aaron we can make up you know we yeah. can smooth yeah, things over we can works. talk through things we're both smart people you know we can yeah. find some common ground here yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Aaron, I'd like to apologize on behalf of Amber. I know you're never going to appear on this show as a result of her commentary, but I'm happy to ask her to take a day off so he we can have a chat. He wasn't appearing on this show back. anyways. He's too busy appearing on McAfee uh, to appear here on Joe and Amber. By the way, Joe and Amber, every weeknight coming at you, uh, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. So Good we promo. appreciate you all. Uh, Amber W Sports, that's how you get in touch with me on social media, at Joe Fortenbaugh. That is how you get in touch with him. But uh, there is another quarterback, and not just Aaron Rodgers, but there's another quarterback who is a generational great, uh, probably the greatest of all time, uh, who is going to Not probably. Be, I mean, I come mean, he on. Is, it is true. It's amazing with Tom Brady that there's very little argument. Like, there is no LeBron Jordan debate when it comes to Tom Brady. There's very few people willing to have a conversation that Tom Brady isn't the guy, which maybe that's another lane that I should try to carve out for myself. But I do, in fact, think Tom Brady is the greatest to ever do it. His future with the Tampa Bay Bucks will be up for debate. 
after this season. This one seems reasonable to me because, oh, by the way, Brady signed a one-year deal, right? And so we can actually have this conversation with Brady. He's not the highest paid per. He didn't sign for some unbelievable money and, and, and tie himself to that franchise forever, but he is also 45 years old. Do you think Brady is going to be with the Tampa Bay Bucks next season? No, I don't think he's with back with the Bucks at all. I I think that if you were going to have a more compelling debate, it's probably is he going to retire? Or is he going to stay? I think most people would lean that he's going to play another year. I do not see him back with the Bucks. It's time for another move. I'm here in Las Vegas. People are very jacked up about the possibility of him coming here to Las Vegas because apparently that was the organization that he alluded to when he was on, what was it, the barber shop with LeBron? And he talked about how when he was leaving New England, he was checking in with a lot of different teams and that there was one team that he was interested in playing for, but they told him, mm, we're good at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people thought that was San Francisco. And he has that famous comment like, you're you were, you, you're telling me you want to go with this expletive over me? And everyone thought he was talking about Garoppolo. And it turns out, according to the rumors, that he was talking about Carr and the Raiders. So apparently there was some sort of connection there. Josh McDaniels is here in Las Vegas now. If you're Brady, though, and you're riding off into the sunset because you know you're coming down to the end of the line, he made a genius decision with Tampa Bay. He aligned himself with a great defense and a great coaching staff. The Raiders are a slightly different story. It hasn't gone very well in the first year of McDaniel's second chance as a head coach, and the Raider roster doesn't necessarily feel right now like it's on the cusp. They're better than the record indicates, but they don't feel on the cusp, and they are in a loaded division. Like, if you're yes. Brady, why would you want to go take on Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert for the division? I don't understand. At 46 years old, I don't understand that at all. That's the component of it. The division component of it is what makes me not believe in that as a landing spot as well. I have a hard time believing that if he's coming back, that maybe it wouldn't be with the Bucks because of the division component of things. That is such a, an easier division, obviously. I mean, it's the worst division in football for him to get through at this age and at this point in his career. If I was Brady, I might be considering that, uh, you know, 100 milli television contract. But we've seen time and time again, Tom Brady is built different. So I would be surprised, frankly, if he retires at this you point. Think Joe about and Amber- the Saints. That division's weak. Just go over to the Saints. They're going to be able to play some defense. You got weapons. Go to the Saints. Do you have weapons? You have weapons that are never healthy. Michael Thomas never plays. Yeah, that's a Never great plays. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Coming up, what potential seven seed is the scariest heading into the NFL playoffs? We'll tell you next. This is Joe and Amber, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Last time you had a slice of pizza, Joe Fortenbaugh. (laughs) 
uh, multiple times this week, even though I <laughs> really? New Year knew me, but you know, but we'll, well New back. Year same you. Yeah, new, yeah, New Year's same guy. Consumption. Yeah. New, new I've been Year's doing cold guy. plunges. That's the only new thing I'm doing. I'm doing cold plunges now. Very exhilarating. Is that a decision since the new year? Or is that something you started before the new year? I was going to be, it started with the new year. And I know a lot of people have a cold plunge. Oh, you mean you bought the, t-? no, I, we just, we have a pool out back and it's 50 degrees here in Vegas. So you can just jump in the pool. My wife watches me do it because I pretty much go into, you know, I start choking. You get in there and the water comes up to your neck at that temperature. It, it initiates the fight or flight response, which is like the whole point of it. You start breathing real heavy. She's just like, look at this idiot. Doesn't even think about coming out <laughs> and asking if I'm okay. I'm with your wife. I'm with yeah, your wife. It's on just out. like, look at this idiot in the pool. It's raining. It's cold. And then I come in talking about how great it is, and she inevitably walks away. It's very trendy right now, all this cold plunging. Oh, yeah. I keep seeing it all over social media. I know people that have that buy like the huge coolers that you can basically oh, yeah. fit into and fill it with water and ice. You can miss me with all of that. I mean, there's very few things I hate more in life than being cold and cold water. So I feel like cold plunging ain't for me, but I've never tried cryo or any of it. So you know, that's know. nice because as someone who bills himself as a health freak, you work with someone who's trying to better themselves by doing something <laughs> healthy and you sit I'm there and you crap you. all over it. That's not I'm, exactly I'm Uh, a a lot of support I I have not had a piece of pizza in I think since the Super Bowl (laughs) like last Super Bowl we discovered that we were having a conversation uh, before we went on air it has been a long time I am overdue but if I have a slice of pizza it would probably be like a a cauliflower pizza or I did have probably like six months ago I had a slice of chicken pizza like the crust was made of chicken so there was no carbs in it at all a little oh suspect. God. A little suspect. I'm just desperate oh for God. anything. I apologize reminds- on behalf of all of us here at ESPN <laughs> for everyone listening to this right now. Do not follow in her footsteps. She is a freak show. But you like pizza, and the world should like pizza. I mean, pizza is my favorite food. I just deprive myself because I'm trying to look nice. But if you're not like me, and you're a normal human being who is actually enjoying life, then let's go ahead and make you some pizza money, honey. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. For those new to the act, pizza money is a bet we like, but it's not a bet we love. So it's a bet we throw some pizza money on it. And right now, pizza money bet is going to take place a little after 10 p.m. Eastern when the Nuggets host the Los Angeles Clippers. We got a player prop here. We're going to bet that Nikola Jokic, two-time MVP, is going to go over 11 and a half rebounds. So we need Jokic to record 12 or more rebounds in order to win this bet. Now he's averaging only 9.5 rebounds per game on the road this season. This game isn't on the road. It's at home where he's averaging over 12 rebounds per game. The Clippers are the opponent. They have struggled on the offensive glass this year, 19th in rebounding percentage and Jokic has a terrific history against this lineup. He's crushed 13 or more rebounds in six consecutive regular season games against the Clippers. Pizza money. Number two tonight, Nikola Jokic over 11 and a half rebounds against the Clippers. So there you have it. Go buy your pizza. Tell me how it is. I'll live vicariously through you. So there are six teams right now in the NFL that are vying for that seventh seed. Obviously, three in each conference. We got the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Steelers in the AFC. We've got Seattle, Detroit, and Green Bay in the NFC. Stephen A. Smith, he's on a little show called First Take. He was asked, who is the potential seventh seed that is scariest as we enter the postseason? Well, there's a caveat. The caveat would be if Tua Tungavaloa is playing. If he's playing, 
Miami scares everybody. If two is healthy and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are doing it, they're scary to everybody. I love myself some Stephen A. Smith. I love that take because also I'm a Dolphins fan. I want to agree with him. Now, whether Tua is healthy and is available is a huge caveat that we can all agree on. They're going to roll out Skylar Thompson, backed up by Mike Lennon, in a must-win against the Jets to even try to get that seventh seed. In the AFC, they would also need the Patriots to lose to the Bills on Sunday as well to get in. If they're in the postseason, I do think they're a scary team, but the problem is this slide for my Dolphins here, Joe, started before we knew Tua wasn't available, right? And so there appears that there are problems that maybe some defenses figured out some of what they do. I think I would give that nod to brace yourselves, nation, the Packers. I'm actually going to say something nice about the Green Bay Packers. Everybody buckle up. They're just rolling. And then, oh, by the way, that guy, Aaron Rodgers. I don't think any of these teams are winning a conference championship, nevertheless a Super Bowl. But if I have to choose one of these to get out of the first round, it would probably be the Packs. See, if you're looking for a seven seed that can make noise, you need a team with high upside because they've all got downside. Every single one of these teams has downside, whether it's defensive efficiencies, whether it's an anemic offense like the Patriots, you need upside. The Packers, they've got Rodgers, they're playing well, but if they grab the seventh seed, they're going to San Francisco in the first round, and San Francisco kicks them out of the playoffs seemingly every year. Like, Rodgers' kryptonite is the San Francisco 49ers, and it's been that way for a decade. So I can't get too high on that situation. Detroit's got issues on defense. They're 29th in scoring. Seattle has been a nice story, but the reality of the situation is I think they're like 2-5 and over their last seven. They don't scare me. Miami, I can see the case. Tua, uh, Stephen A. Smith makes a great case regarding Tua. I would also venture to say this, and they're not going to get in because I don't think the scenario breaks their way. The Pittsburgh Steelers would be a team that would worry me a little bit. With T.J. Watt on the field, their defense is one of the top probably five units in the NFL. They can get stops. They're well coached. They've got a great culture. And Kenny Pickett has been making more and more plays as the season has gone on. He has had great development over the course of the season. I don't trust the Patriots at all. They haven't beaten anybody this year at all. And their offense stinks. So I would say Stephen A. I think is right with Miami because they've got big time upside with Tua. I'd also say if the Steelers could get in, I think they could make some noise. Kenny Pickett has won a couple games at the very end of games, seemingly basically by himself, putting his team on his back. But up to that point, he's had some problems with his game, as you would expect, right? He's a developing quarterback. I think that that's a problem in the postseason. I think that you made a very good point there about Green Bay against the 49ers. It's Brock Purdy, though. Like, what? Really? This is what we're doing? We really do Brock Purdy's nasty. He's he hasn't great. lost a game. He's been great, but man, what are we... I, he is going to get it done in the postseason. It is just hard. I can't, I, there's something mentally about it. As good as that defense is for San Francisco, and as good as that system looks, and yes, Purdy is executing Shanahan system so far beautifully I just have a hard time with the guy who was hardly drafted coming in and all of a sudden he's getting past Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and then he's going to find himself in true contention here in the conference and in a Super Bowl people think they're going to walk into it we'll see coming up next here on Joe and Amber we got some great news on DeMar Hamlin today we'll tell you about it that's next this is ESPN radio and the ESPN app